What is up, everyone? Welcome to Culture FC, the weekly soccer show where we talk all culturally relevant soccer topics. We just talk lifestyle, fashion, music, politics, all the things happening off the pitch. None of the stuff really happening on it. My name's Alan. And my name is Louie. Today, Brennan is not with us. He is a little sick. But this week, we got into a phenomenal conversation with the president of Atlanta United supporters group Terminus Legion, Austin Long. Austin was super informative. He really broke down um, from the very beginning what it took to create such an amazing supporters culture in Atlanta. He got into the three pillars of what it meant to be not only an Atlanta United supporter, but also a supporter of Terminus Legion in community service and support. He explained to us how Terminus Legion came to be, how the different supporters groups interact in Atlanta and how that kind of creates this melting pot of cultures and experiences that are unlike any in the MLS. Not only that, but we also got into just soccer culture in general outside of Atlanta, within Atlanta, and how soccer can grow throughout the country. We're really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. It truly was really informative and a special conversation. We'd also like to apologize for us not putting out an episode Last week, we are putting a more concerted effort into producing high quality content for you guys. And that means taking a little bit longer to produce some of our episodes, episodes like this, where we have kind of interview style. We really want to produce something that is enjoyable to listen and has a lot of useful information for the soccer fans out there. As always, if you like the episode, please leave us that five star review. Leave us a positive comment on any of the podcasting apps out there, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, leave us that positive review. If there's anything you want to reach out to us about, please contact us. All of our links are in the descriptions. If you listen to the podcast on YouTube, just make sure to hit that like button and drop us a subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram at culturef.c. Be sure to follow us there because we post a bunch of different questions, kind of thought-provoking ideas, and you get a lot of behind-the-scenes information that you wouldn't necessarily get a listener to the podcast every week. So just make sure you follow us there. And that's about it of me asking you guys to do stuff for us. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this amazing episode. man so uh let's just kind of jump right in then um so just for some of the people who don't know would, could you like kind of briefly explain terminus legion sure um so uh 2011 ish um our founder matt Stigall started a website and campaign called atlanta once mls i uh, started a website twitter all that and he would just go to any soccer uh soccer event in atlanta and get petitions sort of stoke the flames, if you will, and just try to get people interested uh, and try to get people's attention. Uh, and eventually he did, you know, Arthur Blank was working in the background, um, you know, getting ready for the Mercedes-Benz and, and doing Falcon stuff. And uh, Arthur Blank decided to, uh, you know, uh, buy the MLS franchise and start uh, MLS Atlanta. So at that point, um you know, the the early people of Terminus Legion were told, hey, we're doing this thing uh, if you want to start a supporters group. Uh, so they did. So they formed Terminus Legion. Uh, and Terminus Legion is based on uh, Terminus is the original name of Atlanta. Uh, we're a rail center, and there's the uh, zero post 
uh, there in the middle of town for railroad tracks and all that. And then Legion sort of, you know, we're one uh, but many. Uh, so they came up with a logo and a website and merchandise. And then when they were ready to launch, uh, when they were ready to announce, uh, you know, we had people there with drums and scarves and all that. And, you know, the following year, um, you know, they did the, uh, the, the branding reveal. Uh, and then that time, uh, the group just, uh, grew, you know, uh, started getting members and, and tailgating and going to events around town, um, to get ready. And, uh, so, you know, then the, you know, team started playing. And so, you know, 2017 was a, uh, was a whirlwind. It really, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if I have recovered from that year yet, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and so, you know, we just hit the ground running and, uh, you know, we had some really good early leadership that got us, you know, organized. And so we had tailgates, we had merch, we had community involvement, we were just doing stuff. Um, and we're here for Atlanta United and, and its fans and the team. And, uh, you know, to date, it's been amazing and, uh, long may it continue. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's super interesting in the, I mean, Atlanta has been kind of this case study for support supporters um, across the country. And I guess one question is, do you think that that kind of impact that you guys had reaching out to the community from a um, supporters group perspective helped grow the support for Atlanta United around the city? Um, because a lot of people would say like, oh, people are kind of bandwagoning right now because Atlanta is so successful. But from what we've seen, it, it seems like it's it's a lot deeper rooted than just Atlanta being a really good team, um, and it, it looks like a lot of that ha- impact has come from supporters groups like Terminus Legion. Um, just like kind of your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, it's 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 you know it's obviously multifaceted, right? So uh, the first key piece I don't think can be ignored is that Atlanta fans were dying for soccer, right? Uh, Atlanta United. I like to say provide a platform. We have, we have all different, um, you know, internet uh, nationalities here. We have, uh, we have over a dozen supporter groups that support European clubs, and they were just looking for something that was like in their backyard. And Elaine and I provided that. And after that, um, you know, it just sort of took off. And you know, and then the second part I would think would say is Elaine United. Um, two, you know, two years before they even kicked the ball. You know, had Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra and uh, Sarah Kate Nossinger. She was the director of marketing. And she was very instrumental in getting Elaine Knight out there. They would do um, community events. They would do uh, parades. They were out there, um, you know, giving out magnets and scarves and all the stuff uh, and very active. Uh, so it wasn't like, okay, we kick off at Bobby Dodd and now it happens. It's like they did a lot of work uh, to get things ready. Uh, and then the third part is, you know, uh, Terminus Legion and the other support groups do stuff in our community where it's, um, you know, yes, we're there to support the game and scream for 90 minutes, but, uh, you know, a lot of us support different causes, soccer in the streets, Fuji's families, um, food banks, blood drives. It's, you know, so it's like we're giving back to the community because um, I think that's very it's one of the core values of, I think, of all the Atlanta United support groups that, uh, you know, it's not just a soccer game, not just a soccer game um, for that day, but uh, how can we give back to the community and serve those around us? And then by doing that, people are like, what's Atlanta United? How do I do, you know, how do I get involved? How do I get a ticket? Like, 
and then they start coming to games. They become fans. They, you know, it's or, it's organic, and and all those things working together uh, have made this. Right, and clearly that impact, like you said, definitely goes deeper than just like clearly because you guys are going out in the community and getting people involved, it will spur some of that interest in the club. So how did you personally uh, get involved with supporting Atlanta United and being a part of Terminus Legion? And like, why do you support uh, Terminus Legion and Atlanta United? Yeah. So I moved to Atlanta about four years ago. I moved here from Michigan uh, and I was like, okay, I'm here. So, you know, for me, I'm very into support local. So uh, when Detroit City started, I, you know, I would go to their games. And then Lansing United started uh, both NPSL teams or started as NPSL teams. Uh, and Lansing United, the, you know, Archer Stadium was five minutes from my house. Like, I used to coach okay. high school games there. It was like right, you know, so I'm like, and I knew the owner. And he's like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Will you come out? And I was like, yeah. And I helped him spread the word. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And so I was able to, you know, be there for their first season. Um, and I like going to the games. Like, I'm a Manchester United fan, right? But, I mean, I haven't been to Manchester. I watch as many games as I can. I try to follow the news. But but these local teams, um, regardless of the level, are in my backyard, and, and I really like that. So when I got here, I had heard that Arthur Blanky got the franchise. So I was like, what's the next thing? And I'm like, okay, well, Terminus Legion is a supporters group for them. So I just went and started volunteering. I just showed up, and I'm like, hey, what do I do? <laughs> So I would volunteer. So, uh, you know, I, you know, tailgates, I'd check people in or, you know, we did foot golf tournaments. So I'd, okay, what do I need to do? Go set up, uh, pin placements or, or whatever it needed to be doing. You know, after that, I started doing more and more. Um, and then games started and there's just so much to do. We have so many awesome volunteers, um, that just make this happen. So for me, Elaine United, you know, it's, I, you know, I got season tickets, so my parents and I got season tickets, and we, you know, go to almost every game, and, uh, you know, just, it's right here, Mercedes-Benz is awesome, I, you know, I, I don't know if you guys seen renderings or watched it on TV, but words cannot describe uh, that place, and so anyway, so the, the team's happening, I love soccer, you know, I've been playing my whole life, and um, I've been supporting my whole life, and now I have something, like, I have something at the highest level in America that I can support that's a 25-minute drive from my house. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. And then, you know, and then so Terminus Legion and the other groups, it's like we have this huge, you know, family of people that we get together every couple weeks. And unless it's like last year when we get together every three days in September. But, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, we just get together and we, we hang out and watch a game and it's just awesome. We, you know, we have awesome tailgates. We take over the Gulch, which is this huge parking lot uh, next to the stadium. And we go in there and we, you know, we scream and, and we do the thing and it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. What's really cool. And what I like about your story is that it, it supporting Atlanta United and supporting the local clubs kind of gave you a, a family there in Atlanta, right? Like you were able to kind of create this community of people that shared the interest for the sport. And, and that's something that Louie and I and Brennan, who's not here today, but we talk about is important about soccer is kind of the culture that it and the kind of group of people that it cultivates. It's far, it's a lot different than any other sport here in the U S at least in our perspective. Um, and, and it seems like for you as well, it's created this t sort of relationship with the city and, and, and people that it really has value. I would agree with that 100%. I mean, I've met so many people here and um, there's just so, there's so much going on. Um, Elaine and I is very into just supporting the pride movement. So we've done TIFO and we go to the pride parade and we have, 
you know, then we have a Spanish group. We have Ladose, who's just like, they are ridiculous in how good their tailgate and their music is. And I just meet all these sorts of people that I wouldn't have met otherwise. And then when we go on away games, you know, we get to meet the other supporters and talk about what's going on there with their team in their region. And um, I think community is a very undervalued aspect of, of supporter culture. You know, there's just a lot of people are looking for community. They're looking for a group that they can belong to. And uh, and soccer really provides that. And it's a, it's a very intimate, uh, intense <laughs> You know, it's a very intimate, intense environment, and, and people grow closer, and we're able to uh, help needs. Like, you know, uh, we had a uh, we had a tragedy with one of our sponsors, and we were able to, through our tailgates, help that family out. And I, oh. you know, I, I don't think that. I mean, maybe other. I'm sure other sports and other groups um, can do that, but for soccer, it's been very. It's very specific to us. Like we are, we are very focused on that, and um, it's just a way to, you know, we're we're here. Every, I'm going to see you next week, you know, whether it's a watch party or an event or a game, and uh, it's it's it's, a, it's an extended family that, um, you know, I haven't experienced in other sports, but um, it's just awesome for soccer. Yeah, um, and to touch upon something that you said about like how you guys have. Uh definite different um kind of different sections of the fans like you have like you said last dose and basically what we've seen from atlanta is that there's so many different um like you said it's such a a, a very international city there's a lot of different kind of of people there how has that been like on the day-to-day like when you go to a game when you have these different sections of because we've seen how important like hip-hop is and how there's also like the hispanic culture attached to it too and like there's just like a big melting pot of everything how is that on the day-to-day it's 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 very <laughs> eye opening for me. Like I'm not familiar with those cultures, but like Ladosi and the other Hispanic groups, they bring this like the food and their their culture and their music. And it's just like this vibe that's it just keeps going. Um, you know, like uh, you know, sector Latino in Chicago. Like when I went to a game, I sat next to that section, and it's just a different vibe. And then the music is just continuous. I don't know how they do it. And it's just, it's something different. It's different than like the organized chants that are coming from a capo. It's just music and energy that comes up. It just continuously uh, comes from them. And then the hip hop culture, like Footy Mob has done, that's really uh, one of their foundations. And, and the music and, the, and some of the TIFO and the two poles and some of the stuff integrating, you know, they integrate in a way that's cool and it's like, okay, this is, this is who we are. This is what Atlanta, you know, we, Hip hop is a big deal here, and let, let's bring that into soccer. And they hosted Black Arrow FC. They had a whole weekend. It's just I got I went to a couple of events. I was exposed to like what they're doing, and it's just different, you know. Just than just you know for you know middle class show up to the game, whatever soccer soccer moms and dads. Uh, and then we have uh, we have a lot of international uh, culture, both in nationality and sort of soccer culture. We have a lot of uh, American outlaws. We have a lot of other. Uh, we have uh, people who support their team from back in Europe or South America, and it just sort of gets thrown in the blender. And you get what we got yesterday. Like the the crowd at Real Salt Lake yesterday was awesome, and I was able to sit opposite of them, and to see all of the flags and all of the chants and all of that is just, 
you know, people see that and they're like, what is going on over there? And and they want to come to games. They want to see the team, but they also want to see what the supporter section is going to do, whether it be TIFO or new chants or new flags. And all that's, all that's in the city, and Elaine and I have brought it to the surface, and all these different sort of cultures and aspects are, are able to interact. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. And for all that's going on there with in terms of different cultures and ethnicities, it really seems like Atlanta United supporters – kind of have an identity, right? Even if with with all of that, those cultures mixing, it really seems like you guys embrace each other and, and try to just all support Atlanta United, which is which it, what it's all really about. Um, but one question that I find interesting is, how has the ownership of Atlanta United helped supporters groups? Because it seems like Atlanta United's ownership really understands how to cultivate um, the appropriate support for the club. But have they had and do they continue to have any like good relations, bad relations with supporters groups that have helped grow um, over over the last couple seasons? Yeah, for me, it's top down. So, I mean, Arthur Blank, you know, when he bought the team, he immediately put people in place. He immediately started engaging the fans. I mean, Darren Eels was coming and having like beers at just random bars with the supporter groups. Right. And just learning about them and going to Falcons games and other stuff. And. That that I say that at, at first because that makes a big difference. They were engaged um, in a way that I, I would have to say that some of the other ownership groups are not. Uh, and then that trickles down, right? So we have, uh, you know, so like people see Arthur Blank running around with his Elaine Knighton at Falcons game at the Super Bowl. Get Elaine Knighton on at the Super Bowl. So, you know, like people see that and like, okay, he's in this. He's in it to win it. Uh, you know, no football lines on a soccer field. That was one of his big things, right, when he did the sort of dual-purpose Mercedes-Benz. Um, and, and Mercedes-Benz uh, during Atlanta United games is an Atlanta United venue in every single way. There are no Falcons stuff anywhere. Uh, now, that is a problem because last night we had a game and they have a 1 o'clock kickoff today. <laughs> so the people at <laughs> Mercedes-Benz have been working their tails off since probably 9.35 last night. Yeah. But anyway, I, I say all that to, to sort of express how much the ownership cares, and I, that makes a big difference. It's, for me, that makes the, it's a huge difference. It's a huge motivator. Like, they're supporting us. Let's support them. Uh, and then in, in terms of the uh, relationship with the front office, we have a monthly meeting. Uh, all the supporters groups have a monthly meeting with the front office. We sit down and say, what's working, what's not working. Here's what's coming up. Um, here's what we need to start thinking about. We've already started talking about 2019. And we have this monthly meeting where we can sort of talk and not let things get out of control. Like if we screw up, okay, what do we need to fix? Okay, I'll, I will talk to the appropriate people. Or, hey, we have this thing that we really want you guys to think about. Or um, like uh, yesterday was, uh, you know, the whole month is, you know, childhood cancer, kick childhood cancer month. So we've done some things for that. Here's some events that you guys can support. Uh, so we have, you know, uh, they're going, uh, some of the cancer patients are going to go-karting. So we have members, you know, sort of escorting them around the track and stuff like that. So they give us the information, like, here's ways that you can get involved outside the game. Um, so they've been super supportive. We have a really good relationship. Um, I think they realize how important um, we as a support section and LA Night fans are. And they want to say they want to help us in any way we can, in any way they can. Uh, and then I guess you know the other thing is they help us on away games. 
you know, getting getting ticketing and getting security if necessary and all that sort of thing. So that same can go on the road. We had a huge group to D.C. I think it was like 300 people. We just got back from Denver. We had 200. Um, and they they help us, you know, okay, what do you guys need? Okay, here's where you need to be. Talk to this person. They'll walk you in, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and just make it so that, you know, Elaine and I fans can, can support home in a way. Yeah, that's awesome. And one thing that we always touch upon on the podcast is how important it is to make fans feel like they are a part of the club because we, we understand that fans are way more than just people kind of sitting on. Sorry. We understand that fans are kind of much more than just um, people sitting on the sidelines and, and cheering on a team. How important do you think it is for clubs to include the fans in all of their plans? Because as we see for some of the biggest teams in the MLS, with some of the best support, the Atlanta Uniteds, the Seattles, the Portlands, they all get their fans involved in a way that makes them feel really integral to the club. Um, and even to world support, the Borussia Dortmunds, the Barcelonas, they all kind of have this same aspect. Do you think that that's a way to get... Um, to increase support for some of the teams in the MLS that are kind of lacking in that? Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's multi-level, but um, you know, like I said, Atlanta was looking for a soccer team. So like when we started selling season tickets, you know, all these people are like, I'm in and it'd be, you know, it's 5,000 season tickets, 10,000 season tickets and all this stuff. And we're up to like 30, you know, you're on a waiting list at this point. It's like over, it's over 37,000 season tickets. Um, and that's insane. <laughs> yeah. and, and so they, they took that, and, okay, here's what we need to do. So they do special events. They're very, they have lots of communication uh, about what's coming up, how they can get involved. Um, the venue itself, um, the Mercedes-Benz staff is super helpful. And so fans have a great experience. You know, it's, you know, temperature controlled, 72 degrees. Like when we started at Bobby Dodd, we would have died at Bobby Dodd yesterday if we didn't stay there. <laughs> Um, and it's just a great venue. And then, the, you know, the whole match day experience, they built uh, – so they have the Delta clubs, the, fan, the, the players walk out right amongst the fans. You know, a lot of venues are doing that now. And if you're in the Delta club, you can, like, give them a high five before and after the game. Um, and then, you know, of course, we have the Halo board, which is ridiculous if you haven't seen it. And it's just, like, all part of the experience. And then I guess the biggest thing, maybe the biggest thing, is they are – they are committed to a competitive team on the field. Um, and they're awesome to watch. It's really, it's, it's amazing how much time and energy uh, they spent building this team. And they want to give a, they want to give a good product for the fans. Um, and so, you know, right now we have all these South American players and it's just awesome to see all these people coming together, both on the field and in the stands um, and it's, it's just amazing, you know, if, if people are focused, right, uh, if the front office is focused on delivering a great product and fans are, are, are hungry for that, uh, you get what we have here over the last two, three, four years. Yeah, and I think I kind of know the answer to this, but essentially, like, what is the biggest driver in your minds behind Atlanta United's success? I know you said that it's multi-leveled and multifaceted, but and you've touched upon the fact that the front office is not only um, committed to providing the best product on the field, they're also trying to outreach to communities and really build up this fan base in the most organic, grassroots way, of course, with, with uh, supporters groups help like yours. Um, 
But did it surprise you almost how quickly and how good this Atlanta team came about? Or was it almost like you expected that to happen based on everything that you experienced? Uh, for me, I'm a very negative man. See, I was like, I just want us to be competitive. I don't care if we win or lose. I just want us to be competitive. And I don't – I. And so I was just like, okay, we have a chance to make the playoffs. You know, only two teams that made the playoffs in the first season. Okay, awesome, we made the playoffs. Um, you know, that's like my personal thing. But I don't think anyone could have expected some of the things that have been done in the last 18 months. You know, Joseph Martinez and Miguel Almiron and Michael Parker sort of having, you know, renaissance. And, and Jeff Lerinowitz, I mean, that guy has been <laughs> – you know, he was bouncing around, and we grabbed him. He's one of he's one of our most valuable signings uh, by far in terms of what we thought we were going to get, and he's played, like, so many minutes uh, for the team. I don't think anyone could expect us to hit the ground running in the way we were challenging and very dynamic and dangerous, and we're, you know, I don't think anyone could have expected that. I know Darren sort of, Darren Eel sort of, you know, said, you know, we just want to build a team and over time and, but they they said you know they said that but their actions are like we want to we want to do as much as we can quick as we can uh, and deliver these fans an amazing team which they've done so you know I I, I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams could have imagined um, everything that's happened uh, in these last two seasons. Yeah, no, dude, it's taken everybody, I think, by surprise. It's just been an, a, an absolute success on so many different fronts from both the fan side, from the on-the-field side. But in a way, it's almost like a double-edged sword um, because my, my next question to you is, is this season kind of championship or bust? Because there's been a lot of rumors of, you know, Josef Martinez and Miguel Amiron potentially leaving uh, to bigger clubs in Europe or something of that nature. And even uh, this past week, reports of Tata Martino um, – uh, getting you know offered a new contract and kind of stalling on the on the negotiations with that and potentially going somewhere else. So is this that double edged sword aspect and like is this season championship robust? I really don't know. Like for me, uh, I think if we can if we can win support shield and or MLS Cup, it would be amazing and sort of it would put a sort of finishing touch on the initial project. Uh, I would really like one of those two trophies. I mean, if we don't win, um, that would be very Atlanta, first of all, <laughs> from what I've learned. Uh, but, um, you know, I I think the the leadership of Elaine and I have a long-term project. And I think, you know, I've been telling people, enjoy Miggy, Miggy while you can. Enjoy Joseph while you can. These guys are not going to be here forever. Um, you know, Barco was bought so that when one one or both of these guys leave, he's the next man up, and it kind of continues on. Um, and I think that they're going to – I mean, I think they're going to continue to sign players in the offseason. The goal is that we are here uh, as a way to – you know, South American players would go to, say, Portugal or the Netherlands or whatever as a stepping stone to the major leagues in Europe. And we're just trying to intercept that, right? Uh Almiron could have easily gone to somewhere in Europe, with, you know, instead of coming to Atlanta. But, you know, between Tata and the, and the project, he came here. And, and the goal is to sell these guys on. The goal is to sell these guys on so they become more successful, right? They do the next thing in their in their journey in soccer. Uh, and, the, and the other thing is there's a financial there's a financial aspect. So we sell Miggy for a, pro, a profit. It goes right back into the club. We buy the next one. 
and, and moves on. I, I, you know, I liken it to Sevilla, where they just keep the they just keep the conveyor belt going, or Porto, and they just keep these things clicking over, and they find the next guy. And that's and Atlanta United fans are going to have to get used to these guys are going to be here for a year, two, maybe three, and they move on. They they move on to the next chapter uh, in, in their career because that's we have to remember these guys are players and they want to challenge themselves and. As great as Atlanta United is, and as much as MLS is improving, there's there's a next step that's way beyond us. And for for a select few, um, they're going to go and, and see if they can do that. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, we love watching them because they, I mean they're fantastic players, and I think the league kind of appreciates the, their greatness. But um, there, there's definitely another step there in, in their careers. But do you think we're close to a point? where players might see the MLS as kind of the place they stay or are we still kind of distant from that, um, from that goal? Yeah. It's it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting, we're at an interesting point in the history of the league, right? We have, um, you know, we're getting these like late 20 guys, like your Piatis, your Valeris who didn't quite do it, but they come here, um, and they, uh, you know they're playing at a high level. They're well compensated, and they have a they. For me, it's a they have a quality of life that they can't get anywhere else necessarily, and that's very you know that's very appealing. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to you know we get an influx of, of South American or Mexican or European stars, and some of them are going to stay because they're like I could go to Europe, but I would also be under the microscope. I would also it's like very intense. MLS is. You know, it's not as intense. And yes, Jurgen Klinsmann is not as intense. And but there's for people who want to play soccer and have a family life or to be able to go around town. We have so many Atlanta fans that just walk around town and no one knows who they are until someone posts a selfie and like I saw them at the uh, at the market or I saw them at their restaurant and they like that. Like it's it's not intrusive. And I I think some players are going to stay, but I also think. For a lot of soccer players, they want to challenge themselves. I mean, if you could play for, you know, Real Madrid, you would want to play for Real Madrid. And Atlanta United is probably two or three steps removed. Uh, but, again, for a select pl- a select group of players, they're going to push on, as they should. Uh, but there's going, to be other gr- there's going to be other group of players who are like, this is very comfortable. I have a good quality of life. Uh, and this is great. So I'm going to stick around and, and, and play for a while. Yeah, no, I definitely can see that, especially because I think the biggest thing that you just mentioned is the quality of life aspect, right? I mean, you know, we like to think that we have a very secure country here and we have a lot of opportunities here. So for a lot of people, they could they, this is a destination in that in those regards anyway. Um, but kind of circling back to something you mentioned a little bit before, which I, I found find kind of interesting about um, how Arthur Blank was like, there's going to be no football lines on our soccer field. Um, it's funny because our hometown team is the New England Revolution, and we are the probably the opposite example of what Atlanta does. You know, we have like the the Rebs from now until the end of the season will play on a big f- football field with the logo, the Patriots logo, right in the center. Um, and so, it, essentially, my question is, how has the support for Atlanta United compared to the support for the Atlanta Falcons and other Atlanta sports teams around town? I, I don't, I'm not sure how much you interact with fans of these other teams but how has that been from like a a, a city standpoint so atlanta hawks uh i guess sort of were changing as i got here they had that one really good year 
Yeah. Uh, and they're redoing Phyllis Arena. Well, now it's whatever it's called, State Farm Arena or whatever it's called. Um, so the Hawks are sort of changing. They've become more, more urban and dynamic, and it's very different than, I guess, before I got here. So that's been a noticeable change there. Uh, they were one of the first teams to do those, the, you know, those sort of images on the court for pregame. And they've, they've, they've embraced social media and technology and sort of the downtown culture. So that's one thing that I noticed as I was moving in here. Uh, for the Falcons, it's, it's weird, right? Uh, so you have, you know, you have all those people in the Georgia Dome. You have all these people in the Benz, and it's still quiet. Right, and so then people are like going to Atlanta United games, and they go to the Falcons game, and it's like two completely different atmospheres. Um, and so there are Atlanta United fans who are trying to bring that to the Falcons. Who try to go. We have uh, people who go to Hawks games, and they try to sit together and sort of chant and do the same same sort of thing. I, I think for the other sports, like, you know, again, America is is very unique in the way that our sports and our supporters, uh, fans, not necessarily supporters, but fans interact in all these sports. Um, and so, you know, NFL is very sit down, you watch the game, you have your beer, and then when something happens, you stand up, and then it gets exciting. Um, whereas soccer, I mean, you know, we've been standing for two years now, and, you know, we don't sit, we have flags, we have chants, and it's just completely different. And, but I think what's happening is the lane night starting to influence the other the other sports because people are like I like going to Atlanta night games because Atlanta night games the you know we have an awesome team at an awesome venue, but it's an event like it's like you want to be there because all this stuff is happening and it's kind of you can kind of see how it's impacting the Falcons and the Hawks. The Braves are a whole different thing because the Braves moved out to my like my neck of the woods uh, up north uh, of the perimeter, so they're at SunTrust and it's a beautiful ballpark, but you know it's baseball. And it is what it is, um, but the but the Falcons and the Hawks are downtown, and they it's, you can sort of you can definitely see the Atlanta night influence uh, on those two sports specifically. And uh, I will say, and I will say real quick that the tailgating culture of college football ha- or, or American football has impacted us. We want that sort of all you know. Lots of, you know, hours before the game, lots of, you know, drinks and food. And that has impacted our tailgate culture. And I will say it goes the other way, too, because we saw we, – we have tons of football fans, thousand season ticket holders, college football fans. And that's where our tailgates are, like, very influenced by that. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting that there is that both – you know, Atlanta United supporters influencing the other Atlanta sports teams and vice versa as well. Um, but kind of moving a little bit along here, uh, like kind of what has been the best part about being a part of Terminus Legion and kind of what, in your opinion, has been like the most amazing aspect of not only being part of a supporters group, but also just being a part of Atlanta United supporters? Uh, in general, it's, it's again, it, it, for me, it goes back to community, you know, support, service, and community, which are our three pillars. And, you know, we have to support the games. We, again, we have, we are very blessed. We, you know, I'm not going to touch the New England Revolution thing because that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. But, um, you know, we get to support this amazing team in this amazing venue every week, home and away. And you, I, you know, that we are blessed, and I hopefully a lot, all of us realize that uh, because you know this could stop at any minute, and we could go Atlanta, and we could go down the, the toilet, and 
that could happen, right? Uh, but for now, it's just it, it's just amazing. And then the service, you know, we get to support all these great causes and help people, and I think that's very valuable. Um, in, in soccer, you know, whether it's a soccer related uh, charity or not, we're just able to give back to the community. And I think it's really important to our members and, and the Atlanta United fans. And then community, for me, community is the biggest thing, right? So I moved here. I didn't know anyone. I know I knew zero people. Um, and Terminus Legion was able to help me to, to make some friends and, and find some people and uh, create this family. And, and my favorite part of the day is the tailgate, going and talking to everyone, see what's going on, uh, making sure everyone has a great time. And uh, for me, that that is the, the my favorite part. Uh, because again, we're, you know, we got all these thousands of people and every other, and every other week we get to get, to get together, uh, and hang out and, and see the other support groups, right? Resurgence and Footy Mob and Faction, Ladose and All Stripes and all these other guys and just hang out and, and, you know, get ready for the game and then, you know, march in and, and support the team for 90 minutes and then come back to the, you know, the gulch and keep on, keep on going. Um, <laughs> And last night, not so much because we were exhausted, but, um, you know, just, uh, you know, just get to see all these people and serve and, and, and play against each other, with and against each other and support the team. It's, it's just awesome. Um, and so, you know, for, for me, Terminus Legion, I, they, they were the right thing for me at the right time. Uh, and I've, been, you know, been lucky enough to, uh, help out. You know, I became president last year and I'm just helping them. Uh, you know, helping, uh, you know, get our members involved and, and let them serve, let them use their skills, uh, help grow the organization and support the team however they, you know, in whatever way they can, uh, and help build this community so that, you know, when we're around town or are going to games, uh, you know, home and away, you know, there's this, this group that you know and you can hang out with and, and have a great time. Yeah, that, that's really awesome. And we know you have some commitments, so we just have a couple more questions for you here. Um, what, what does, if I were looking to join Terminus Legion, what does that kind of commitment take for me as a fan? Um, and what's the process of becoming a member if there, if there is a formalized one? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we have a website, terminuslegion.com and, and you can sort of learn what we're about. We have, uh, different tabs that, you know, explain our, our values of support, service, and community. You know, we, we have a leadership page. You can find out more about us. You can learn uh, chapters. If you live outside of Atlanta, we have over a dozen chapters around the southeast, uh, you know, for fans who can't get here every week. Uh, so they can create a community where they are. Uh, that's important to us as well. And then you can learn, you know, we have tailgate information. This is kind of what you can expect on tailgate and learn the chance and, and watch parties and where I can volunteer. And in terms of commitment, it's like we, you know, we want you at everything, right? So as much as you can do, um, you know, we love, you know, the supporting the team is, is number one and we just, you know, we tailgate and we need volunteers to make that happen, right? That those don't happen by themselves. And, you know, if everyone pitches in, it, you know, it's a very smooth, you know, it's not as labor intensive for leadership. Um, so that's, you know, and then go in the game and wherever you're sitting, we want you to cheer. And here's, you know, here's what we're doing in terms of TIFO and chance. Uh, feel free to join in. Uh, TIFO is, you know, critical. All the groups, all the groups pitch in and make that happen. Cause, you know, again, TIFOs don't happen by themselves and it takes all these people painting and cutting and putting stuff together and loading it in and taking it out. Um, you know, and so that's how you can get involved and, and, 
really, you know, if you want, if you're looking for a sense of community, we're here. We have, we, you know, we have, we have a soccer team, we have a kickball team, we do trivia, we have, you know, events that we serve in and around the community. So we're, if this is what you want, this is, you know, this is what we do. Um, and so, you know, we get members all the time, like I found you guys or I saw you guys or, or whatever. And, um, you know, just people come and they want to support Lane Night and they're like, oh, I can go, uh, help out soccer in the streets. Uh, we do a Wednesday, we help them with their Wednesday clinics. You know, we have coaches and we have, we literally have cheerleaders. They just encourage the kids, right? So, um, there's ways you can get involved. We have corporate, we're, we're volunteering for soccer in the streets corporate cup today. So we go there, uh, different corporations are, uh, putting teams together and they play to raise money for soccer in the streets. So we're volunteering. We, check people in and, and get them water and set up and break down the fields. And, you know, we do, you know, Habitat for Humanity or Trees Atlanta. So there's all this other stuff that, like, the, you know, the 90 minutes every week is awesome, but we also do all this stuff outside of, of um, the match as well. And, you know, we have social, you know, people who are into social media or graphic design or event planning. Like, you have these skills and you want to use them, we need help. So how how can we use your skills uh, to make us better. So it's all there uh, on the website and how they can get involved sort of what we do. Awesome, man. And um, so kind of last question here, what's next for both Atlanta United and Terminus Legion, you know, both on and off the field? Uh, that's the, what, $200 million question? <laughs> um, so, for, so for Atlanta United, it's what what's next year, right? So Miggy's probably gone. Tata will hopefully still be here. Joseph Martinez is kind of, you know, in the ether. What's going to happen with him? Um, but yeah, so it's so now we've done this thing. We spent two, three, four years. We built it. Whatever happens this season, it's been successful. Uh, you know, we built this really great team, but the team's going to be broken up. Uh, you know, and we'll shed a tear and, and pour one out, and we'll move on because the next thing. Whether it's a new coach or a new group of players, you know, hopefully we're in uh, CONCACAF Champions League. So what might that look like? Uh, can we keep this sustained run of success? Like I look at Seattle, and Seattle's amazing, right? Playoffs every year, uh, MLS Cup, U.S. Open Cups. You know, they continually – I don't know how they're doing it this year. It's smoke and mirrors. But yeah. they just continually – they continually perform on the field, right? And then their supporters are amazing too. So anyway, so they, you know, I kind of look at them like, how do they keep regenerating? And that's what Atlanta United is going to have to figure out. So I don't know what's next. Um, I really don't like it. We all, we'll have to find the next Miggy, and then if we don't find him, we'll have to find the one after that, and we'll just have to keep keep regenerating the team and, and see what happens. And then, and so again, we'll see what happens. So for Terminus Legion. We're just going to keep moving on. We've set very uh, ambitious uh, fundraising goals for next year. I mean, this year we've raised almost $15,000 for different causes. We've got hundreds and hundreds of hours of community service, and we just want to keep pushing on from that, uh, from a service perspective. And then for the match days, I mean, the TIFOs, we've, you know, we're only two years in. So our TIFO game is good, but it can be better. You know, we can continue to do great and dynamic things. Uh, chanting, you know, all of our chants, our chants continue to evolve. Our tailgates, so we're probably going to move tailgate space again, so we'll have to figure that out and, um, you know, deliver, like, these these awesome events uh, for our members and guests. And we just keep evolving. Um, Terminus Legion is a much different 
organization that was, you know, in 2014. So we're just going to have to continue to learn and evolve and uh, just keep supporting Atlanta United. Awesome, man. Yeah, all of that sounds really good. Um, but do you want to kind of just give everybody a, a where they can find you? Maybe like Instagram handles, Facebook, website, and stuff like that. Yeah. So termination dot com, and then it has all of our uh, social media platforms: Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, um, but everything's Terminus Legion. Uh, just search for that, and you know, follow us. Uh, you know, it has all our information about uh, watch parties and tailgates and, and uh, service opportunities. And uh, you know, we just we we love telling fans uh, what we do. We're, we're all of our everything's open to all Atlanta United fans, um, regardless of what support group or if you're you know non-affiliated, you're more than welcome. That includes our service opportunities. You know, if you know, you're not a Terminus Legion member and we're doing something, we'd love for you to join us. Um, we're also open. We're very open to away supporters. We had a couple of Real Salt Lake uh, guys there yesterday. Uh, we we are big believers in sort of drink ninety drinks. So we drink, and then ninety minutes we're you know we're enemies, and then after the game we drink some more together. Like we're all in this together. Um, we've had great experiences uh, with uh, the MLS supporter groups, Orlando notwithstanding. <laughs> That, you know, Portland and Toronto. Oh man, the Toronto guys. The Toronto guys, guys really drink all of our beer. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we've had great. Uh, we've had great experiences home and away. Last weekend, we were in Denver. We were Centennial Thirty Eight. We hung out with them. Um, so everything's open to you know. We want all. We're we're for all all fans. So regardless of your affiliation, regardless if you're supporting Lane Night or not, if you want to have come and have a beer or something to eat and hang out and watch soccer. Uh, everyone's invited, and uh, we're all here to support the beautiful game, uh, regardless of the level and regardless of the locale. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, and we'll be linking everything too in our description just to make sure everybody can get a hold of you guys. But um, thank you so much for doing this. This was a phenomenal conversation, and we really, really enjoyed getting to dive deep in this with you. Well, we appreciate what you guys do, and uh, thanks. And uh, hopefully, the Reds make the playoffs. And uh, good luck to you guys. <laughs> thank yes, you, man. Thank you, Austin. Thank you so much to Austin for sitting down and talking with us. It was really, really cool to get to uh, really kind of get the uh, on the ground perspective of what it's like to not only be a supporter of Atlanta United, to be experiencing this like crazy past two years of what's been going on and seeing that it actually stems a little bit further than the past two years that Atlanta has been in the league and just showing and the fact that he was able to show us how how thorough ownership of Atlanta United was in cultivating the culture of the team and being committed to that team. Um, it's been, it was really great to hear from him and, and also get to know the kind of, uh, community service things that they do. Um, so I just want to say thank you to him again. And we really hope you guys enjoyed listening to this kind of conversation with him and getting that firsthand perspective of what it's like to be on the grounds of one of the most exciting teams in the MLS.